0: sharing with me Tawny and her mom Maria. welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI hello everyone we have returned from our impulsive birthday hiatus (laughs) you forgot (laughs) <laughs> um, so my birthday is July 19th Maria's is July 22nd And that was last week We didn't have any Well that's not true We were originally planning on going Down the shore Down the shore To my aunt's house But Things change Yeah Plans changed We ended up getting a hotel local And just doing Our own thing I had a blast You did have a blast
1: Watermelon Margaritas that's the code word. <laughs> <Code> word. <laughs> Margarita. Yeah, and I'm not a drinker but this went down so beautiful. It was 98 degrees outside.
0: <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, so smooth. So Jose it's Jose Cuervo the pre-mixed margaritas with ice. that already have the with ice that already have the tequila in them. Um they've come out with all these new flavors. Mm. So night 1 we did white sangria mm-hmm. which I had gotten recently for my birthday lunch. And then we did, the next day, we did watermelon.
1: I think what I liked about the watermelon was it wasn't acidic. And that's why I was able to tolerate it.
0: I think a lot of people avoid margaritas because of the acid. Mm -hmm. But with these different flavors and, you know, using the lighter stuff. Because everything they're trying to make everything, you know, low-cal and appeal to people in that way. It worked for me. Yeah, it does. It makes it much easier to tolerate because all that sugar just
1: floated in the pool Goes right to your stomach celebrated being 54
0: yeah yes you did we did it was fun got my eat on got my party on oh my gosh we did eat really good food but
1: <laughs> I was so excited to watch the insurrection on the 21st you
0: mean the the court hearings yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and I fell asleep
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes you did, but yeah, it was, you caught the highlights the next morning, so yeah. it worked out. Yeah. Um, we've had some fun birthdays together for sure. hmm Do you remember any of your birthdays as a kid? Not a one. No? mm Isn't that interesting? I remember my fifth birthday for sure because it was my first birthday.
1: In the new, in. in, in our new
0: house, the House of Horrors on State Road. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you guys threw me a surprise party, and I was pissed because you made me go to the softball game. You don't like surprises. I was just annoyed. I'm like, it, why do I have to go to the softball game? You know, and you made me go. And then when I got back. Genie, Jeannie, right? With with Jeannie and Junie. And then um, when I got back, everyone was out in the yard. Surprise. And surprise! that was my fifth birthday. And then I'm trying to think. I'm sure I remember. I had a, I had a Hawaiian luau one time. Right? At the State Roadhouse. Yes. That was a birthday of mine. You loved throwing parties. I did. What is it about throwing parties that you love?
1: I like to... First of all, I like to decorate to mm-hmm. get, you know, and put a theme together. Yeah. Hence Llewell. Um We do love a good theme. I also like to um, prepare the foods because I enjoy being in the kitchen and cooking. Yeah. I used to, I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I... I did enjoy entertaining. Yeah,
0: entertaining can be fun. And it
1: was also a way of me getting around other people and breaking up with the monotony of my marriage. Oof. But sometimes that backfired.
0: Yeah, that we he were... beat up
1: my guest or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you get in a fight in front of everybody. He randomly choke slams his kid. And
1: I wish I knew the term bitch wear back, back then, then. We didn't yeah. even have that back then. You
0: should have just said you it. Like, stop, stop, <laughs> and now you would just be like, bitch, where? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm different now, girl. You yeah. know, it's the knowledge, it's it's that it's that experience, you know, you're growing up. You know, you're fed up.
0: <laughs> yeah, being fed up.
1: Well definitely. You, know. you have like it. a like a tolerance level, like like if everybody had like a certain size glass of tolerance, mm-hmm. like twelve ounces. You know what I mean? And you just get to that when it's at the fill line, you're like I'm done. I'm done. I tipped yeah, over. Just, I'm done. It's overflowing. There's i got a, nothing for you.
0: There's a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Okay. I read a couple years ago. And the, basically that's a similar concept as he says, when you wake up in the day, just imagine you only have five fucks to give. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So like you can't waste them because you only get five. So if you spill your coffee, like, is that really worth a fuck? Is that really worth losing your shit over? Is that worth getting yourself worked up? No. Not to me. No. And then right. what you'll eventually find is you're working yourself through these things all day and you're like, nothing's really worth a fuck.
1: Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. That's a great, that's a great
1: way to put it. And yeah. I have days where no one can get to me. Nope. At mm-hmm. all. Nope. Like a shield, right? Everything yeah. just yeah. rolls right off. You know, every man that comes in my office, oh yeah, I've this happened And she yelled at me and I said, I never yelled at you. Mm-hmm. It's not that big, dude. No right. one yelled. You know, but they. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, I have good days, I have bad days. I mean, that's human
0: nature, I would think.
1: Yeah, but today,
0: I'm having a good day today. You You just gotta play. Yeah. (laughs) I am, honestly. You just gotta play it by day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's easier. You don't look behind you, just get through today.
0: That's tough. When do you think in your life you got to a point where you stopped agonizing over the past? Or maybe not even the past, just things you can't change. Do you feel like you're out a place in your life where you don't harp on the things you can't change?
1: Absolutely. It took me a long time to get there. Um, and one of the biggest challenges was that I was always a worrier. Mm-hmm. I worried, and and I'm sure that that reflected on to you and your well, brother. Graham was a worrier. She was, and that, and she, and finally I, I, I set that boundary. Stop. You worry all you want. Yeah. Don't, don't bring that to me. I don't want to talk about it. I can't worry about stuff I can't change. Um so once I got through that, maybe uh I'd say living over in Philly on Leon. So that was So we
0: were there for ten years. Yeah. We were there until twenty twenty one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember a turning point? Where you were just like, oh my God, everything is out of my control. I just have to let it the fuck go. I'm not
1: really sure of the year, but um I definitely remember it was a time where it was Christmas and your brother was really at one of his worst
0: in a- his addiction?
1: Yeah, oh, okay. and he had stolen all of my jewelry. I remember this, yes. And I was just drained. Yeah. And I was like, Are you kidding me? Like, really? Yeah. And I don't even really remember
0: what the jewelry is. Yeah, and I'm
1: not even a big jewelry person, no. but, you know, Paul, big Paul gave me a lot of jewelry. Yeah. Um, I don't know whose it was before me, but.
0: <laughs> it fell off the truck.
1: <laughs> no, I, I. I'm just joshing. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, where was I? It
0: was a rough Christmas that you feel like the christmas when my brother had stolen your oh yeah, yeah 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 was a turning point point. and then for i me. was
1: just like what i i can't i have no control here and then yeah. i kind of like had to set that boundary um and then a couple of years later no a couple of weeks later he yeah. brought it all back
0: he did I was, he, he... I, I was
1: shocked and i remember i was i was talking to a therapist at the time and when i told her that she's like there's still a chance there's still a chance yeah. You know what I mean? He he think, He's thinking about the consequences, and he does not want to burn a bridge with you. You know, then I felt a little bit of power, too. Yeah. You know, and I felt like I had already made some steps towards taking back some of my control. So, yeah, I think that's where it started, and then it just built more and more.
0: I can understand that. And
1: now, I mean, there's big changes in my life, especially when it comes to my son. Yeah. You know, um... And I'm not as devastated as I was when it all first happened and through the holidays and even just through the the past couple of months. And I'm just trying to keep stuff positive. You know what I mean? Like, I can't control any of his actions, whether he chooses to be healthy or not. Um, I have to worry
0: about me. Yeah, I think control is such a huge thing. I know just from working with children there were so many times where I would correct them from doing something or you know be pissed off at something they were doing and I'm like this doesn't actually matter I just want to be in control of the situation and then I had to process that because I'm like oh shit I got that from my mom and she got that from her mom and then we had to address it together and be like some shit just isn't your business and that's difficult too you know I have to be honest in saying that um
1: that may be a part of my personality
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh because there are times that I have to catch myself at work where I know i can I can do what the a customer's asking of me, but it's always their lack of of planning becomes my damn emergency, yeah, and I really do compromise a lot.
0: I'm sure. But when I
1: have the same people over and over Making and over, similar mistakes. sometimes I I make it a little more dramatic than it has to be <laughs> just to let them know that I am in control. You you know what I mean, and I hate that I have to do that.
0: But do you think that that actually has an effect when yes. you react that way?
1: Yes. And I don't I don't get upset no. and I don't get loud, but I do remind them there is a process here. You know, and sometimes I I know I can let the process go and 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 there are times when I really let the process go, yeah, with the ambulances. I only yeah. go out and take a picture and send it when I have to get a truck out. you know what right. I mean, but they're they're disrespectful I think it's, in this location
0: I think it's finding that balance, right It's like when you're at the supermarket and somebody's really antsy and they're rushing people along and you're like just chill the fuck out you know but then you have one of those days you have one of those days where your kid is sick and your husband's being fucking annoying and you had to leave work early and your boss wasn't happy about it and you have to go to the grocery store because your kid is sick and like you're in that line and you're like come all the fuck on you know and and then you have that reflection and you're like hmm you truly just never know what people are going through but it's finding that balance because there are also some people who just go through life taking advantage of those situations i was talking to a friend actually recently who works in a doctor's office setting and you have to make appointments to go to this place but occasionally they will accept a walk-in if if it's if it fits the day you know if they're able to but there is one person who does not give a fuck about the rules and he creates a situation where he becomes a walk-in every time and he's rude to the girls when they're like listen we'll accommodate you now and my friend was like why is this so annoying to me like what is wrong with me that i care so much and i'm like no it's not there's nothing wrong with you it's these simple injustices right it's these little things that are just so simple that if you do them they make everyone around you have an easier time things like making appointments things like putting your shopping carts back things like using turn signals and not double parking when there's a parking space right the fuck the... there oh that's the philly special but it's it's that type of stuff you know so it's Finding that balance of empathy, Mm -hmm. you know, we're letting people slide when you can tell they're really going through it, but then also not letting entitled people just continue to be entitled, like enable their behaviors. And that's exactly
1: the situations that I was finding myself in at work. I mean, it's a busy location and there are compromises. Of course. But you need structure. Always. You, You need structure. We all
0: thrive on that.
1: You know, and I need structure in a busy busy you know area so anyway um i i know there are times though when i can i'm getting better at not making everything a big deal <laughs> yeah it's i think it really depends
0: it's hard
1: sometimes i think it depends on the way they approach me yeah and sometimes i just you'd be like all right whatever i can make anything happen
0: yeah you know
1: and other times i'll go what, you, what yeah what, what
0: why why are you talking to me like that? I find that I can typically take things in stride, but there are moments and I've just learned this about myself as I've gotten older is that my anxiety kind of manifests in irritability. Mm. Like and I've realized if I'm feeling overwhelmed or if I'm in the middle of doing something and someone's asks something else of me or my brain feels frazzled or pulled in different directions, that I'm irritable and then I like get snappy because mm. then, then a few seconds will pass. And I'm like, why did you react that way? And it's, it's changed a lot because I recognized it and I've been trying to, you know, work on it, but that's definitely a tough one because I didn't know. I'm like, why do I get so snappy? But then I'm like, your brain is, I think it's a part of being overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. And you're like having like you're firing a off too many cylinders. Yeah.
1: and and I can tell you, I've experienced that many a times. And I also have a deeper voice, so it comes off a little rude sometimes. And I have to check myself. And I also say, I'm so sorry. That's not the way it was intended. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm working in a corporate environment, yeah, a, yeah. a hospital. You can't
0: talk mean to people, rude to
1: people, um, even if you want to.
0: I have a very dry approach, too. Yeah. So sometimes I do wonder if I come (laughs) off rude, but I really don't intend to. But I'm just... I really would love to understand what... Because this is the tone of voice
1: that I use at work at all times. Okay. And I would really love to understand how someone can perceive this, you know, as saying, listen... We require appointments. This is not the first time we've had this conversation. Here is a document. You must give this to your dispatcher. She yelled at me. No, dude.
0: No. I think a lot of times people will take being corrected as being yelled at. Okay. So if they've been critiqued or if they've been shown a mirror of their wrong behavior, if they feel, I guess when you feel corrected, you feel inferior, right? When you make a mistake you feel inferior you feel less than you feel like how could i have fucked up even if you're not going to show that or project that out that's genuinely what people feel when they fuck up they're like oh fuck and for some people it can spiral into anxiety where they can't get over it they're just processing it over and over I again see. i can't believe i did that do you know what i mean so i do i think if they can they can kind of rationalize it in their head where you're the bad guy yeah. they don't have to take accountability and focus on their mistake.
1: Gotcha. And I didn't even recognize it like that because I, I truly believe that I'm really, really good at taking responsibility for my actions. Okay. You know, um, and at least trying to apologize when, you know, my tone or there was a miscommunication. I'm, I believe that I'm, and I, and I believe that we've built a really strong relationship with all of those things in, intact.
0: I feel like I've gotten really good at saying I was wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, that's or, not I'm, easy. I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I and was, it's okay. I gave the wrong information. Like I've gotten a lot better at that instead of just getting frustrated right. with myself, which is silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you get
1: such a different reaction when you just say, Hey, my fault. How can I, how can I, how can I correct this? Yeah. You know, what can I do to make this better?
0: I, and I think more people should approach things that way we're not taught how to communicate i mean it comes back to that all the time we're just i don't know many people who were brought up in situations where they were sat like they were taught how to communicate i was you know? taught how to communicate. a lot of people come from homes where you didn't talk about anything you just acted like things didn't happen a lot of people came from homes where their parents uh only fought and only had resolutions behind closed doors mm-hmm. or fought in front of them but has resolutions behind closed doors mm-hmm. like all of didn't... these things have the different effects on the child who's absorbing this. Yeah. You know all of these things are different. If you have a partner who shuts down, if you guys cease communication when you're going through something, that's what your children are witnessing and even though you might think you're interacting with your children just fine and they're not affected, we all know that when you're playing the silent game there's certain body languages there's certain like snippy like i always knew when you and daddy were on your bullshit you know
1: yeah and i and i'm also a cancer <laughs> yeah do you know what i mean like you can you can push me so far and then i'm going to shut down yeah you know what i mean if you back me in a corner then sometimes i, I just fight back and i'd Snip
0: the crab oh yeah pinch pinch yeah mhm mhm that is a tough thing. And that's why relationships are so difficult because you're trying to mesh with someone who has a completely different communication style, a completely different idea of what trauma is. They were brought up differently. They argue differently. You know, you like, you really, you have to learn how to fight when you get into relationship. Yeah. I you mean, you have to learn how to argue in a way that best fits you and your partner. And that I agree the same way we had to learn yeah but when you you don't think about that you don't think like oh we have to learn how to properly debate yeah you know and i think it's it's particularly like tricky in our situation we've talked about before because the power dynamic shifts and we would get into arguments because i i would say to you like how come you know 23 hours out of the day you're my best friend and i can tell you everything and it's all cool but then in that last hour if i'm on your nerves or if i do something that you find inappropriate or annoying you switch into mom mode and now all that shit that we shared in friendship is used against me in mom mode you know and vice versa i'm sure that i would do that to you like i would flip back into that daughter role and be bratty or whatever the case may be right and we had to find the balance that shift yeah you know, because like we've said, like I am a grown woman and there's so many things that I'm sure go on in my life where you just want to push me out of the way and take the reins, you know? Damn straight. (laughs) What was that? When, when, because you have a a son and a daughter, so I would imagine it's very, very different, um, different fears and things like that. What was the moment where you really realized like oh shit I can't fix everything for them I have to let them go well I
1: believe that I did that uh, periodically uh, uh, along the way based on my mood (laughs) okay (laughs) you know I mean if I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna be honest a lot of a lot of shit that took place really was based on my mood I was I was a night shift worker um it was hard
0: yeah I've you never know? worked nights.
1: So I had a uh, energetic, um, incorrigible son.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, who I absolutely adored and loved, but he Everyone was did. the, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I think I always thought I was doing the right thing. You know what I mean. But sometimes my moods got the best of me, and I knew you weren't really doing anything wrong.
0: Right. No, but, but I'm, I'm, and I understand that. I'm, I'm saying, sorry, I think I trailed I think off you, and lost. Which is okay. No, I'm saying, like, <laughs> what point was it that you realized as a mother, like, oh, shit, they're their own people. I have to... I'm not saying things that you got mad at us for. Oh, okay. I'm saying, like, kind of the opposite. Like, when did you realize, like, like when we're children, when we're small, there's things that you can always do to fix it, right? We have a bad day at school, you take us out for ice cream or someone hurts our feelings, you distract us with something else. Like there's always ways to make it better for a child. And you can kind of almost ensure that that thing is, is processing and going to leave their brain. But I'd imagine there's a certain point your children get older. You know, I think about it even with my kids, you know, because they're in middle school and stuff. I I can't do anything for them. Like when they're being bullied or if they're not fitting in or someone hurts their feelings, I'm like, I really want to wait outside the school, you know, yeah, but I, I can't do that. I think all of that was able to probably
1: January of 2021 when I started Effexor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. A little more recently. <laughs> you know, I I was always a
1: helicopter mom. Yeah. I was right in there. I know You it. know, there were, there were good things about it and there were bad things about it, but... I want to let you know, I always got your back.
0: Oh, I know. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and we knew that
1: first. We did yeah, know that. Like
0: Charlotte Laws.
1: You yes. know what I'm saying? Oh, we can, yeah. Listen. But anyway, um, I don't know. Uh, my my growth for me is really in the past couple of years. You know, it's a medical scare. It's a, um, it's...
0: I think it's been a slow climb. Yeah. To be fair. Mm-hmm. I think we're constantly healing and changing mm-hmm. but then you get to these points where it's you're so different that you're able to actually take stock of it you know we're constantly changing we're constantly evolving. hopefully constantly evolving so on the day-to-day you don't see the little progresses that you're making but then you get to that end of the year mm-hmm. and you're like holy shit i didn't i didn't gossip once this year or mm-hmm. i did it whatever you know <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, it's I'll never knowing gossip, that I deserve peace. Yeah, and, and I like are always, and, our and I'm
1: not going to accept anything less. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe because I've been thinking about it lately that I may be interested in truly starting dating. And I remember we chatted, and you mentioned online dating or Bumble, and I was like, Ugh, I remember doing that. I don't think I can." Yeah. You know, I mean What are the
0: alternatives? Like where I do you think you would go to meet a man?
1: I don't know, in the cantaloupe aisle? I don't Fucking no.
0: <laughs> Why the Wait, I don't even go to the store. You, I get you, delivered. Get your, you get your you pick up your groceries. Pick up my groceries. You don't even get out of the car. So I'm just wondering nowhere. It's it, it's done. Is he gonna show up? No. On the doorstep? That's no. if he he will if you do online dating. <laughs> That's how you get them to just show up. Yeah, I just don't I don't want to do
1: that communication through texting. And it's hard. I don't want to go through the whole, you know, I just want to know, are you honest? Are you single?
0: <laughs> but how do you know that someone is honest? Are you
1: single? I want them to tell me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll get the vibe whether I feel safe or I won't. But it might not be as bad as it was, but I haven't dated in over five years, maybe six now.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. And I don't
1: know. Yeah. I don't know if I could, um, maybe someone to break up the time.
0: I think I've changed so much. My approach to to dating has changed so much. I'm genuinely in a place of would I eventually like to find, you know, the person that I do a bunch of cool shit in life with and hopefully have a child or two and, you know, just move forward together and enjoy each other. Yeah, you know, but I'm also completely aware of the fact that not every single person that I encounter and am attracted and have a connection to is going to be the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. There might not even be a person that I spend the rest of my life with. And I think for a long time I was kind of being picky with this these connections and I'm like, I can't see a complete future with this person, right. so I wouldn't even give it a try. But then I was giving a try to people who were treating me shitty. Yeah. Anyway, so there were so many connections I probably could have explored and learned so much about myself and I avoided that. So now that's that's kind of more my approach, you know, and I'm just trying to go with what I feel in the moment and I'm glad I've come around a lot too about just the way of dating and sexuality, like I don't guilt myself anymore if I am attracted to someone or mm-hmm. if I'm not. You know, I don't feel there were so many times I'd be in situations where I'm like, oh, well, I have to finish making out with him because I started, you know, or if we're hooking up, I'm like, well, I might as well just finish, even though I don't want to. And I bet so many women and even men have been in those situations. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I can't believe I was willing to have sex with somebody instead of be like you know what no thank you yeah like Like, someone who can't kiss i feel like we're so programmed to feel like you're supposed to just Mm. out of kindness yeah you know and I'm, i'm glad i'm over that like, I, I feel like at this point, I would have no problem getting up in the middle of a date and being like, no, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Whereas 10 years absolutely. ago, no, I would sit there and I would endure and I would have awful conversation and I would probably answer his text messages mm-hmm. and I would be like, well, maybe it wasn't that bad, you know? No, it was that bad. <laughs> it was that bad.
1: <laughs> it was that bad. But I just realized probably the biggest reason why I'm not dating is because I'm lazy. <laughs>
0: like in what sense? Like you don't want to get dressed?
1: I don't I don't feel like. I don't feel like doing anything with my hair. I don't it's up in a bun every day. Even doing it's things. It's fucking hot.
0: It's fucking hot like doing things. I don't really want to go to the bar. I don't I don't
1: want to go to a bar. Feel
0: like it. I don't want to have a relationship rooted in drinking. Nope. It's not for me. I'm not against drinking, but I don't want it to be a part of our daily weekly musts. And it's like, what else do people... What else do fucking adults do? I don't know. I like to go for walks and shit like that. But that I also like to do that shit by myself. But you it's know, like that's It's hot. <laughs> It's hot. It is hot. But even in general, you can't go to the movies. And I think, too, with online dating now, I think men are in a really weird spot where I completely understand a man not wanting to spend a lot of money on a woman for a first date when for he real. doesn't know what's going to take place. So... I feel like casual first dates Absolutely. are kind of coming into play, but what I worry happens is that these casual dates make you more comfortable and they do lead to more hookups, which is not a fucking problem, do you? But then if you're not having the conversations of like, what are you looking for? Yeah. If you don't like draw the line... Then it kind of is okay when you're treated badly. Mm. It's like, oh, well, we just hung out. Right. We just hung out in your yard. We just sat at your house or right. no, went to the park. What's the big deal? And it's like, See, well. See, that probably wouldn't be so bad for me. Those kind of low key dates. Mm-hmm. That's what I've, that's been my vibe. Yeah. On this 112th round back uh, yeah. into online dating.
1: I mean, not that I'm, you know, I'm not there yet. You're not chomping at the bit. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Don't worry. No, I've got shit to do around here. But, you know, I had the worst hot flash today. When we were driving? No. Oh. Um. When I was sitting on the table at the gynecologist's office.
0: <laughs> oh, I've never even thought about... Okay, so a- I'm in the
1: office. It's this small office. It's probably a quarter of what my office is. You know, it's just a small exam room. Yeah. And I have a... I'm sitting on a paper... Um, I'm oh, sitting on the paper, it. right? Because mm-hmm. you use the paper so crinkle, they can crinkle, tear crinkle, it crinkle, off. You can't move at right? all. I still have my t-shirt and bra on because my oncologist and my radiation oncologist do my breast exams, right? So I didn't think this guy was going to do one, too. Uh, honestly, I've had my breast t- <laughs> touched more in the past two years mm-hmm. than ever in my life. Um, you should get a food voucher for every fondle. Hello. It's... <laughs> Anyway, um prior to them coming, the doctor coming in the room, the nurse already came in, she did my vitals um He walks out, I take my shorts and my underwear off, and you know, I'm sitting there, I have my phone, and now a flash is coming oh i take now we're in mess too.
0: Okay, yeah. I despise which that, which already makes you hotter. It, it does.
1: It does, and, and, and I wear them at work, and I hate it. I know. It's- so I'm, I'm, I'm fanning myself. I literally am sweating. I have the dripping sweat coming down my face. I have it um pooling under my breast under oh, my bra yes. line right Every It's woman coming knows down it. the back of my neck my curls are starting to <laughs> starting paint. to curl yeah, yeah my hair's in a bun but that shit's curling but your little babies uh-huh are curling up yeah uh-huh. now now i feel like i have to fart of course i had a slim fist right <laughs> i'm trying to deal with this nausea but i know i have to eat something whatever so I was like, that was not a good idea. That was when I'm like, why in the world did you drink a SlimFast and then go to the gynecologist? And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? What happens when he comes in? I have to slide all the way down on this table. You do. The very edge of this table. Yep. And then I have to lift up these feet, mm-hmm. put them in those stirrups. Pussy just
0: flopping in the wind. Yeah. And Ash cheeks and, out.
1: And what about a fart right at the edge? <laughs> so then I just decided, I'm just going for it. So I decided to stand up. I'm going to stand up now, and I'm, I'm going to let this fart out in the exam room. I start to stand up. Uh uh-huh. My ass is sweating so bad, I'm stuck to the freaking table paper. It's not that fucking funny.
0: Yeah, the fuck <laughs> it is. So I stand up. And I'm going to take a poll, because I feel I like it up. is. I stand up. I
1: stand up. I do a fart. It wasn't anything impressive. <laughs> I did not have to worry about the next room. Hearing it. I did not know <laughs> if there was going to be... Do we a, have walls? <laughs> well, I... Listen. Uh, no, I get it. Go on. Yeah, it's on one of your podcasts. <laughs> Me from the kitchen.
0: There is a fart on the other podcast. <laughs>
1: so anyway, uh, now I'm shaking. I, I did the fart. I don't know. It wasn't big. Um, but I'm shaking the thing, and you can hear it. I'm trying to <laughs> dry... Paper. I'm trying to dry everything that's going on down there, and you know I need to be waxed. We, <laughs> We've discussed this, Shout but out I do to have a friend, Bridget, who says she's going to take me. I'm just not fully there mentally yet, and then what I did to myself today, so I'm trying to dry myself off, uh-huh. right? And I didn't mention in the beginning that I did not put my gown on, because I told the girl he wasn't going to do a mammogram. Right. I mean, I, so he, you're wasn't, just out, he wasn't going to do a, a breast, a breast exam. exam.
0: So you're just out here like Winnie the Pooh, just pantsless, stuck just to the pants paper. Stuck to the paper,
1: and you could see the <laughs> crease of like my butt crack. <laughs> Right? Because that's where it was all wet. Like my butt crack must have been sweating and it's dripping down into like this triangle. And I'm wondering... (laughs) And I'm wondering if it's going to tear, right? I'm also afraid now that I've already cut a fart that I can't get the smell out. And when I scoop my bottom down, that's going to go poof in the doctor's face. You're going to open... It did not. Pandora's and if it did, it was professional. Right, but yeah. What he says to me is, "Do you have a bra on?" <laughs> he did everything and he's like, "Do you have a bra on?" And I said, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay, I'm going to do an exam." And I'm like, uh, "You don't do breast exams." Right, he usually he's like, "Does well, it." I said, "I'm seeing the uh the surgeon tomorrow." He's like, "Nope, I'm going to do it." I said, "Okay." So I just undid my bra, pulled it all <laughs> over my head, and he said, "Oh, okay." And I said, actually, this feels a lot cooler like this. (laughs) Yeah, I'm flashing, dog. (laughs) Yeah, and he said, well, you can lay like that through the rest of the exam, and we won't tell nobody. That was um, interesting. but
0: Quite a day. Yeah, it was a a big day. The gynecologist, man, another thing that they just do not prepare you for. No fun. No fun. Men will just never, you will not understand. They put a clamp inside of you, and they... They untwist it so it'll open you up. Like it shit. looks like a duck. It, look it, like it looks like
1: a duck bill. It does look like a duck bill.
0: Yeah, and it's um, stainless steel,
1: so it can be cleaned. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Shit hurts. Like I remember. It unscrew it so it opens up. Give them a space to see the cervix and everything, and to get those. And it's cold. Yeah. And um, it's I was highly impressed today because I did not feel any pain with my pap. Sometimes when, brushed, yeah, when yeah. sometimes when you get brushed yeah when sometimes when you get
0: brushed you feel it in there you,
1: you they're just scraping
0: i had a hard time with my iud insertion mm, i remember and i, was I know scared. there are some people who don't even blink and there are some people who really go the fuck through it and i went the fuck through it, it
1: took much longer than i was prepared and for. much
0: longer i had a really great gyno at the time he was he was the chief he was the chief. He was also a gynecologist. And Endo- an
1: endocrinologist.
0: Endocrinologist. Thank you. And the, and the chief of uh, Jefferson Hospital. He was wonderful. And so it was him and an RN in there with me. And he was having a hard time because my cervix wasn't dilating. So there, the nurse was holding my hand. And she was like... Do you have PCOS? I said, I do. And she's like, my IUD had a really tough time going in. And she's like, your body's not really prepared for what we're trying to do for it. Because I don't know if people remember, but there was a point in time where you could only get an IUD if you had only had children.
1: Mm,
0: I don't know. I didn't use birth control. But they've they've since changed things. But that was, that did used to be a thing. Like, that was Mm -hmm. only an option It's probably because of these weird fucking conservatives. But that used to only be an option (laughs) if you had only had children. But now I I think they offer it to any woman who's menstruating and wants to use contraception. Right. But mine was really, really painful. And it took a long time. I was in a lot of pain going home. And I'll never forget it. Because my boyfriend at the time, he walks in the door. And he's like, I'm on the couch in so much fucking pain. And he's like, "Um, are you going to cook something? Or... And I'm just looking at him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and it was mm-hmm. weird because that wasn't even our thing. Like, <sighs> he never came in and asked me to cook. I didn't typically, like, cook for us. Like, we both, I was 24, we both lived at home. You know what I mean? And I just remember, I'm like, why? You had to go out of your way to be a dick. Mm-hmm. And men will just never fucking understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. No, it's not, it's fun, not fun at all. Fun. But I did find out that my uh, my doctor's. Pro-choice. Pro <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Hell yeah. Well, because your doctors are in Pennsylvania. Yes. Even though we live in New Jersey. Yes, yeah.
1: yes. And I had to consider that and I had to ask that question. Um, I wanted to know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Or if you need a DNC and I, different, uh, well, different things like that. Exactly. Um, I wanted to go back. You had mentioned Charlotte Laws. I was talking recently. Um, I was hanging out with a couple of my friends on my birthday and we were talking about... Like the importance of having a parent that you really know has your back, like you mentioned earlier. And that was the one thing that my brother and I really could count on. Like, even if I was in the wrong, I always knew that I could come tell you, like, I know I'm wrong. This is what I did. And you would still support me no matter what. I've always known that. I've known that you will, you know, go to great heights to accomplish things for me. Like, you're like the queen of there's always a way. Like, there's always got to be a way for us to get this done, for you to get what you want. And we were talking about how important that is. So Charlotte... The reason I bring up Charlotte Laws in relation to that... So there's a new documentary on Netflix, and it's called The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Mm-mm-mm. And it is about... I forget this bitch's name already. What's his Hunter. name? Hunter. Who created the website is isanyoneup.com. I don't actually remember this, but I bet I have friends who did. This wasn't really my like part of the Internet. I was on AOL chat rooms. Mm-hmm. but So it's a website where people could... It started out for, like, scene kids, like emo, punk rock. And they would send naked pictures of different band members and people would comment and stuff like that. And then what it grew into was kind of like a revenge porn. Yeah. People could... Like, if my boyfriend and I broke up and he was pissed at me, he could send them pictures of me, naked, whatever, that I had sent him. But they would also include all your personal information, like your Facebook links and stuff, so that people could harass you and they would.
1: And then Hunter would post something like ready set go blaster yeah or you know um just and just but,
0: peak bullying yeah, but it was peak, peak cyberbullying you know, like it the, was it was bad the creation of it but there was this one girl kayla Laws, who her pictures were actually hacked out of her email which takes the whole thing to a new a, level yeah but when she went the first person she called was her mother and the documentary is great because her mom rides this thing through. And even though they get Kayla taken care of a little sooner. And her picture's down. And Kayla's out of it. Charlotte does not stop. She's, she And stop. she's reaching it. She, there's at one point she reaches out to someone and she's like, I am not a victim myself, but I've spoken with 40 victims. And the person she reached out to was like, I'm just amazed by this. Like, here's a woman who's not even, like, she herself isn't going through this, but she's so... Set on helping other people who are
1: he taunted her, he threatened her, he did so much, and she never backed down. nope, her will was to make sure that she gave these victims justice, and she and he you know he was like, Oh, I just loved when he she d- called him out, yeah. I just love when she called him out. I love when he got backed into a corner. And I love when he got arrested. I loved it. I loved it. every single bit of it.
0: <laughs> His stance was that he wasn't doing anything wrong because he wasn't collecting or sharing the pictures. He was just providing a platform for other people to do so. No,
1: he so, was doing more than that. Oh, I agree. But he... He lost, he lost some... He, he, with a lot of the, the, the legal things that were going on, though, he had lost some, some people. He had lost some... What are they called? Viewers or followers. So, followers,
0: yeah. So there's a guy who runs Bullyville.com, and he yeah. is a survivor of child abuse. Yeah, and he was also he's his his first bully was his father, but he goes on to be bullied in other areas of his life. So he created Bullyville, which is a platform that different celebrities and high profile people can go, and they can write their stories of how they were also bullied, how it affected their life, or if they were bullies and now they're reformed. So it's really a place for people to go to discuss. The trauma of being bullied, the aftermath, and give each other support, give How each other feel, and to feel safe, safety, and give each other hope, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, what happened is this guy from Bullyville ends up eventually convincing Hunter to sell isanyoneup.com to him. Mm-hmm. So, now when anyone goes to isanyoneup.com, they're automatically redirected to Bullyville, and the first thing they see is a letter that this guy Ed from Bullyville got. Hunter to write basically admitting all of his wrongdoings Mm -hmm. and saying that he was remorseful, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that you'll see on the website. But then when Hunter is approached about this, he completely flips the script.
1: He's doing an interview.
0: He's doing an interview and he's basically like, oh my God, what better way to troll them than to let them think that the ultimate bully isn't like, I'm on their webpage, they're just giving me more play. Like, complete sociopath. But... Who comes on the video screen?
1: Charlotte Laws. <laughs> yeah, and Charlotte Charlotte's was like, oh, no, 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 no. No, this is what happened. You hacked all these pictures and she called him out. But after that, now it was all the threats about rape and killing mm-hmm. her. And her husband's a lawyer. They got involved. But she took it to the end and he went to federal prison.
0: He did. The internet is scary. For 20
1: is- for 30 months. For 30 months, which I'm not impressed with that. No, not at all. And the guy that his... Wait, wait, wait. You, I'm so, so, so sorry. What did I skip? I'm so sorry. You skipped that the the bully page. What yes. was that guy's name? I think his name was Ed. Ed doxed him. Oh,
0: yeah. Ed doxed the... Well... Sh- no, 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 Anonymous. No, Anonymous doxed him. him. Ed had friends with Anonymous. Anonymous. Hunter was threatening Ed via Twitter. He was yes. like, I'm going to... Bad do really nasty things to your family. We I don't even want to repeat them. No, no. Um, but, so, Anonymous. Anon- so Ed has friends within Anonymous because Ed has a large platform. He created a really amazing platform. And he was getting threats. And Anonymous like was like, fuck this. Didn't they send him like 215 dildos to his house? They, they well, released they, his address.
1: They released his address, but, and they also, de- they they deleted his social security number.
0: That's right. They killed him. Yeah. They, in the state they, of California. Yeah. For like a month they, he
1: was there. They, they, tra- Supposedly, they transferred money out of his bank accounts to a charity.
0: Oh, for a, uh, an abused women's shelter. Yeah, I mean, like, they really just went in in hard. Yeah. Listen, I saw something the other day similar to that, because it's like, why are people exposing men and stuff who say fucked up things on the Internet? And someone was like, because if you're this fucked up, like, these are the people walking amongst us. It doesn't have to be men. These are the people walking amongst us. They're our doctors, our teachers, our friends. And our police officers, our police officers, yeah. especially our judges, mm-hmm, our lawyers, like they need, our to, they need to be put on blast. They're going uh-huh. home and talking this shit and then presenting as someone else in life. It's that's scary. And that's why the Internet is so fucking scary.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: And the trolls are there. i your face. We talked about this recently and I said there are people who their whole existence, they're just at home ripping people to shreds verbally I, that's like they their have job. fake accounts. They do it like it's their job. And that's what they do. They just go after people, go after people, go after people.
1: I never really knew that was going on, but now that I'm on TikTok, I do. I watch a lot of stuff and I've learned a lot on there, you know, and
0: it's it's interesting. One, but I'm I'm glad for the education. One weird internet thing I'll never get over is fan pages. Do you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. If you're pick, pick a celebrity, any celebrity, the rock, (laughs) of course. Okay. So if you made like a rock fan page dedicated to the rock, so you made an Instagram and your, your Instagram would be like the rock 2.0. And then you'd be like, not a real account, just a fan page, but you would take all the pictures that he posts himself and you'd repost them on yours and be like, here's the rock being extra cute and working at like. And making new captions and having a whole community. This goes on. No. This and then there are people. So like the Teen Mom girls, right? Mm-hmm. People make accounts for their children, and repost pictures of their children and have like these whole followings and get in these fights. And they're like, "You're not gonna talk about her kid that way." Like, defend them. It's like, no That's idea weird who are these. To me. Pe- it's so weird, right?
1: That's weird to me.
0: But then on the other side, so of they're it, literally
1: like living someone else's this, life
0: through obsessions with people oh, that god. they I don't have problems
1: with my own life i no. can't be living through someone else but here's
0: the thing that gets me is that the vulnerability right so if you go back to this documentary um of from is anyone up there was a girl on there who became known as butthole girl oh my god but she was severely manipulated and and you can watch it and be like wow what an idiot but also you look at the desperation and you think of her situation and you think of the insecurity you know and you just so badly want to be accepted, and you want to be the one who's like they 're not going to make fun of me. The bullies aren 't like i 'm going to be above that
1: he absolutely destroyed that girl's life he did he absolutely destroyed her life he man- he absolutely manipulated her, she lost her children she did she lost her children, and he told her if she did this, this, and this, he would do this, this, and this, and, and she would he make didn't. all of this money he back. Make- No, he
0: used her. He lied. Of course he did. And she, uh, you could could just see defeat in her. I just wonder how many people this happens to. Like, you think about people on the internet who get scammed and send all their money to someone in another country, you know? Like, women who believe they're in relationships with people who are out on a ship.
1: We have a friend who has a mom who...
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she was sending him <laughs> money, and he would be like, oh, my Google phone does not work. Um, you know, my boat is <laughs> docked.
1: Yeah, and, and these people are, like, draining their accounts, $40, fifty thousand dollars 50000 For strangers. Thinking, you did what?
0: Yeah. For a stranger? Well, you know I love that shit. That's why I watch 90 Day Fiancé. No, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I would hope I would never get involved, but...
1: Talk to me before you start sending money to people.
0: I'm not fucking, I've already done that. I've already done the money thing with an American. Oh, yeah. He's white as shit. He was terrible. Blown, you know hair, money? blue eye. Well, exactly. <laughs> he was all the things that he was quote unquote supposed to be. And that bitch still got me. Wow. And he still didn't fucking bring down my motherfucking credit score. So bitch, where? That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> but yeah, people can definitely get wrapped up. I mean, I've gotten wrapped up in some shit, but the idea of getting wrapped up. That deeply with someone that you've never met. Like Catfish, right? But that, that's what happened with Hunter. Those people idolized him. Oh my God, Remember? his following, they yeah. They were calling him
1: God. Mm-hmm. They were calling him the father. Mm-hmm. And he was a disgusting human. I mean... Just... just- downright look at the way
0: people did the same thing with trump i mean we mentioned yes it's disgusting we're in the last worship 10 minutes so i don't feel bad if we go politics but girl don't take me there when we were watching the court hearings like that's the thing about trump when you if if you're watching you know the january sixth hearings you'll see that the moment that trump released that video where he was like go home i love you all you're special that deranged shit they did. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, like daddy sent a message," uh-huh. <laughs> and exactly. they fucking trotted on home. Exactly, and the the derange, the delusion is wild. And I wonder, and I wonder
1: what that is. Or so is that just people don't have much in their life, and then they attach themselves to something and put. All of their energy in it, and and some of them, I'm
0: really surprised with the shit that they say.
1: I mean, the thinking, idolization.
0: If you think about it, if you feel worthless, right, you have nothing to believe in, you have no one to love, and you want to be brought in by a group of people who are going to lift you up. Hate is so much easier. It's so Ugh. much. Eat. That's such. What a common. But think about how many women, right. Think about how many women you know who are friends because they had a common enemy, whether it be another woman or they shared an ex Mm. and that's how they became friends. You know what I mean? Like hate brings people together. And in, in most fortunate situations, you're able to make something out of that. It's not something that's violent and disgusting, like befriending, you know, the ex of an ex. It, but, like, when you become a Nazi, that's not great. That's not a, that's not a good situation. Right, right. But I, I do. I agree with you. I think some people are, are so looking for something to believe in and also something to to justify their behavior. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people, you know, the, the radical conservatives, like, they get to justify any, like, what a beautiful thing, right? How wonderful it must be to do whatever the fuck you want and then be like, no, I talked to God about it and he said I'm good. Mm. You know, mm. <laughs> like you're just absolved. That's it. All done. Well, again, and again, it's not wanting
1: to take accountability. And not having
0: to do any actual reflection or any actual processing. Just like, nah, I talked to God. He said it's not a big deal.
1: No. <laughs> Mm-mm. I know. Don't get me wrong. I've said my Hail Marys in my days.
0: <laughs> oh, have you? <laughs> Could you say the Hail Mary now? If I wanted to, no, Mm-mm. I could get a few a few words out. <laughs> do you remember the Our Father? Yes, I think I do. Once I start, and I'm telling you, sometimes it just clicks, just clicks back in. I'll be at a funeral, at her wedding, and I'm like, oh, I know this, I know this whole scene.
1: <laughs> oh man, I think I seen one the other day where. No, forget Let's it. I lost what? it. I was trying to tell a joke and I don't know it. <sighs> I found that all up.
0: <laughs> sometimes my mind just trails off. You are not alone in that, I'm sure. So. I, I feel sometimes like things fall out of my brain. And it feels more heavy since the pandemic. But I think it's only fair to assume that we've all suffered some like brain trauma. From the pandemic. (laughs) I could see it.
1: I don't know if I suffered any brain trauma, but I definitely changed my life to being less
0: social. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that has its pros and its cons. Uh, Yeah. It's fun. Like I went out for my birthday, my friend Jess, who has been such a great addition to my life. You know, she threw me like a little birthday lunch And I do. I have so much fun when I'm around my friends. I really do. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I come out. But then sometimes those steps before, you know, it's not even that. For me, I think it's not planning. I'm not very good if like you text me on a Saturday and you're like, oh, we're all heading here. I'm like, "Mm, I'm kind of just already doing what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I'm in this mode. That's why Jess is good because she knows to get me like two, three days before something's Mm -hmm. my sweet spot. Because by that point, I kind of already know how my week's going. I know what kind of mood I'm in. I know what I'll be into. Mm -hmm. But day of, I don't do well. I also probably create my own panics. Like dumb shit, you know. I
1: used to be a little spontaneous, you know, with just up and going out the door to do shopping or something. But now, no. (laughs) I'd rather not. No. One, it's hot.
0: It's hot.
1: It's hot.
0: It is hot. And you just never know what you're going to get Walk out there. Walk to
1: the car from the house, it's hot. It's hot. Yo, I saw ducks today. They I were saw geese. ducks, geese, those too. I saw those in a little tiny puddle out of all the parking lot, a little tiny puddle of water. And they were, they were cooling off their web feet.
0: They were probably trying. Mm-hmm. I know, it's it's not On a black top and why why they were there i have no idea the geese in new jersey okay like randomly what two the fuck? of them <laughs> in a puddle they're always crossing the street they're at the mall i don't understand the mm-hmm. places that they pick mm-hmm. i do remember we used to go to cooper river all the time with my two boys that i nannied and one of them would always run towards them the other one was smart like me we'd stay away and i would always tell the older one like listen If the geese get him, the geese get... Like, we're running. We're running. They they got him. They got him. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices. Your brother's going to be one. I... Have you ever been attacked by a bird? I feel like you would have told me if you would were.
1: No, I've never been attacked. So what have I ever been attacked by? A man. (laughs) I've been attacked by a man Uh, multiple times. mm -hmm. Maybe more than one man, but not five men. (laughs)
0: Less Um, than five men. Less than five
1: men. (laughs) Um no, I've been attacked by bees. Really? Hornets hornets. Did they get you got stung? Yeah, my forehead. I've never been stung. It felt like someone smacked me in the forehead with a bat. Ooh. Yeah. That it hurt, it swelled, wasn't pretty. That sounds like it hurts. So yeah, that that was traumatizing. You ever been attacked by anything else? Mm, maybe a maybe a spider web. You ever, <laughs> ever walked through a spider web? Yeah. You get attacked hell yeah Yeah, i've been attacked by a spider web
0: that has definitely happened to me Mm
1: -hmm. and i've been attacked by um poison ivy
0: i've never had poison ivy either you get it bad you're allergic Mm -hmm. it's
1: hell yeah yeah, that tree fucking attacked the shit out of me (laughs) cut me everything
0: it did it got you good Mm -hmm. that's when we were in firefly right but i do like in firefly when we went to firefly yeah that's still the only time i've ever been camping is at firefly but it was so goddamn hot that's when they used to do it in june and now since the pandemic they've changed firefly festival it's in september and i feel like fall would be a way different vibe but at this point in my life i feel like i'm too old to camp and do the music festival i really feel like i'd have to pick one i'd rather just go camping separately and go to the music festival be able to leave the festival stay in a hotel like i'm kind of fair enough what about in a camper that would be fine. Like if we did glamp, air like the camp, glamping, the glamping with the
1: RV or something. Yeah. And you you can take your showers because that was tough as well. But I also remember, I don't remember what year it was, but I remember that you were taking some medicine and I think it was, I think it was for diabetes diabetes something well for
0: PCOS they had me on metformin for a little and bit and you were struggling with this med well yeah because literally anything that you put in your mouth you would shit it right out of your body so there you go we're, that's right Firefly and shitting no I don't think that was Firefly though when I was at Firefly I was struggling with my sciatic nerve which is just my life so I would just mm. have to do a lot
1: of <laughs> <laughs> I knew something was wrong and then something and then was I always got, wrong then I got but no
0: I wasn't shitting thankfully
1: not that time I had no place to shit man I've been shitting a lot of other times
0: but not that day. Okay. Days.
1: I would like to go camping again.
0: I would really like to go camping. I wouldn't mind going to, like, don't they have places with little cabins and yes, and they shit, do. and mm-hmm. they're on lakes. We went to one when I was in high school. I was in this peer group, and I was a mentor for the mm-hmm. peer group, and they took us away for training for the weekend, and they took us to these cabins, and they had bunk beds, and we thought it was the coolest thing. You know, they we're a bunch those. of kids from they have like, those in high here in South Jersey. Oh, I believe it. Mm-hmm. A lake and stuff like that. I would like shit like that.
1: Man, something was just in my head and I lost it. Would it be like
0: dirty dancing, like camp like that? Would there be activities and stuff and I'd get to meet a hot dancer guy and then I'd meet a girl who had a botched abortion and then my dad would save her life.
1: I feel like if you were at a campground
0: that had like
1: mobile homes that stayed through the season and they have a rec center. Then I I could get some shit like that. I feel like you would get that kind of stuff, which Mm, I would enjoy.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. All the...
0: We'll put that on the...
1: Helping get the games together. We'll
0: put that on the table. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Think Mm -hmm. about
0: it. Okay. Well, we did it.
1: We did. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait! I have one more thing to say. One more thing. Yeah. This is directly at our listeners, okay? Okay. I'm so curious, and I know that you're curious, too. Uh
0: -uh.
1: Uh-oh. Somebody in Belgium (laughs) is listening to us.
0: Like, consistently. And I, fan, I think.
1: am just really interested in who this person is okay. and what keeps them listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just think it's absolutely amazing.
0: I think all of it's amazing. It- I think we mentioned before the maps, the way it shows the downloads. And it's, it's really cool. It, it, it's really cool when you think about it and you're like, I don't know people from any. But to be fair, I also I have an Etsy shop. I sell stickers that I draw and things like that, and I've slowly made the transition into combining the two. You know, oversharing podcasts and designs. So every time somebody orders from the shop, I'm also promoting this podcast. Okay. So that's my sneaky little way too to get it out so there. So
1: our listener from Belgium could also be an oh ex- no,
0: probably not because I don't that one. I know. I take no claims on that one. Okay. I ship only within the United States at this moment.
1: But. I'm really interested in in hearing from someone, whoever this is in Belgium.
0: I'm interested, too. I love that. I'm glad you remembered. Yeah. We don't remember shit else, so I'm glad that one made it in. Well, I almost forgot it. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah, I almost forgot it.
0: Well, as usual, thank you for listening. I had a good time. We're yes. glad to be back. Yes. Took a little birthday break. We're back at it. We'll be back Next week we got this. What key things to
1: remember? Uh huh. Okay. Watermelon margarita. Mm,
0: Jose Cuervo watermelon margarita. Mm hmm. Taste it over ice or as a slushy. Just do it. We didn't slush ours, but we definitely we could try that. In the ninja, ninja it up. Yeah, go have a margarita. Um, Subscribe, review the podcast while you're having a margarita. That sounds like a great couple moments. Sit back with your drink, relax, talk about how much you love listening to us, Mm -hmm. follow us on Mm -hmm. Instagram, and then come back next week and listen to us again. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye. will talk to you soon.